From the Atonement Fargo Studios on South University Drive in Fargo, North Dakota, this is That Podcast. Hey, to contact the crew, submit your questions or comments, go to atonement.live slash podcast questions. And now, here's those crazy people with That Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another riveting episode of That Podcast. My name is Ryan Janke, and I am joined, as always, by Pastor DJ Lura and Sarah DeYoung. And before we get going today, we have a guest. But before we get going, I want to let you know about a couple of things that we have going on at that podcast. We have, did you know this? We've got a new Facebook page. Ooh, oh, fancy. yeah. Atone- the Facebook? The Facebook and the Twitter. And the That's t- not dead yet? Uh, uh, no, no, Sarah... No. Are we on the MySpace too? Uh, <laughs> Friends know. with Tom and everything. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to find us on the Facebook, you would uh, go to Atonement Fargo That Podcast. And on Twitter, it is at Atonement Pod. So you can find us there. Um, and who knows? Maybe there will be more. Can you, what is the Twitter one? I, I don't tweet. I, I don't, I, I don't know that platform. So what is it called? So it's the, the, what is the correct word for the at symbol? The at. That's like your handle. Yeah. That's like yeah. how people but, search you. Well, what is, what is that it's little a symbol? Hashtag, isn't it? It's an at no, sign. No. Hash, oh, it's an at sign. Yeah. yeah. The at sign. At atonement pod. 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 Or like that yeah. podcast. Yeah. Oh, that's so clever. Atonement pod. Excellent. Yep. That's us on the Twitter. And who knows what other uh, sort of social media shenanigans will... Are we on? TikTok, are TikTok. we on the Instagram? The Instagram? No, not yet. And but then TikTok is where you want to go, yes. huh? That's going to get banned. <laughs> no. TikTok's on the way out. I think Microsoft wants to buy TikTok. I heard something. that. Mm-hmm. I heard that. Yeah. I'm going to stay. I'm calling it now. <laughs> So we are there, and hey, if uh, if you want to ask a question or give us a topic idea or anything like that, you can you can let us know on there. Um, we don't have to say your name on the on the program, but I suppose your name would be right there on the on the Facebook or the Twitter. But if you do have a topic or you have a question, anything like that, you can sure submit them uh, in the comments on the Facebook page or tweet them to us. That would How be exciting. fantastic. Uh, and speaking of questions, we got a couple. We received two separate questions. And both of them uh, will, will take a little longer than we have. We have They're some deep. They need, they need time to percolate and to think through and then to respond. Yes, and give them the proper, uh, the proper time. Uh, we have guests scheduled for the next several weeks, uh, and we don't want to shortchange our guests or those questions. So uh, for those two of you listeners who sent those, um, we will be answering them. It just won't be this week. Keep listening. Keep listening, exactly. So with all that said, as I mentioned, we have a guest, and our guest this week is Amy Okuson. Amy is the Director of Serving Ministry here at Atonement and an integral part of Fargo Mobile Pack. Fargo Mobile Pack is an organization that works with Feed My Starving Children to pack meals for malnourished children around the world. And when I say integral, uh, I, I, don't, I don't say it lightly. Uh, Amy organizes, uh, she gets volunteers, she promotes the event, she meets with sponsors, she prays over it, uh, schedules meeting, meets with knuckleheads like me, <laughs> uh, all sorts of things. So um, she does a lot, and we are happy to have Amy Okuson here on that podcast. Welcome, Amy. Thanks. I'm glad to be here. Well, we're glad to have you. It's going to be a good times. Um, so first of all, for those who do not know, um, can you explain what uh, Feed My Starving Children is and how Fargo Mobile Pack ties into that? You bet. Well, Feed My Starving Children is a national organization based in Coon Rapids, Minnesota, so in the Twin Cities, and they have been around uh, since the early 80s. And their founder, uh, Richard Proudfoot, who passed away a couple years ago, um, saw the need around the world for food. He had traveled to a foreign country, saw the kids that were, that were starving, the lack of supply chain in those third world countries, and he came back and he knew in the Midwest we have 
amazing technology, amazing scientists, and what can we do to find a way to help feed these kids that we can do something here and transport it safely. So over the course of time, um, they developed the manna pack, which is what we pack for Feed My Starving Children. It's a rice-based meal. It's soy, rice, vitamins, and vegetables. And then it's packaged um, by volunteers at our mobile pack. And that's how the Fargo mobile pack comes into it. So Feed My Starving Children works with volunteers all across the U.S. in permanent sites, but also in these mobile sites where they bring the packing facility to us. And we recruit the local volunteers. We do the fundraising right here. And then we say we feed kids body and spirit. So we're working with local kids, local volunteers, feeding their spirit, learning how to help someone else while they pack the food that FMSC then distributes through partners um, in over 70 countries around the world. Mm. Wow. 70 countries. Um, it, it's, uh, uh, for those listening who have never done, uh, a mobile pack or been to, um, um, what do they call them? Stationary pack? What are they? Yeah. So there's permanent <laughs> packing sites, permanent and then packing there's sites, mobile sites. Yep. Yep. So like, for example, in the twin cities area, there's three, mm-hmm. uh, they have in Mesa, Arizona, Richardson, Texas, near Dallas, um, and two in Chicago. Okay. Yeah. Uh, they, it's, it is an amazing thing to see. All the people get together. How many years have we been doing this in Fargo now? I always forget. Yeah, well, this past winter was our sixth pack. So we've been doing it since 2015 as the Fargo Mobile Pack. For a while, we referred to us ourselves as the FM Christian Mobile Pack, but that FM twice confused people, so mm. we call ourselves the Fargo Mobile Pack. There had been some other organizations in our area that had done packs before, for example, like Hope Lutheran or uh, um, Concordia did one that had been kind of interspersed. Um, but Ron Stensgard, another member and business leader in our community, uh, really saw the need for it. He went to the Philippines and saw the mana packs being served and used in a mission there that he works with. And he came back and had this desire to start a pack here. So in 2015, and I think it was March, we did a one-day pack here at Atonement in our gym, you know, it, we learned a lot that first year about mm-hmm. how to organize it and do it and make it work. There's probably about 800 to 1,000 volunteers that first year. Um, and they packed, I think, about 200,000 that first year. Wow. In one day. In one day. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty amazing how much you can pack in, in one two-hour shift. We say it's the most fun you can have in two hours. Yeah. Uh, so, and then this last year we did... And so this past year, we did a little over 2 million, like 2 million and 21,000. Wow. And in year five, when it was our fifth, that was kind of the big difference was between year four and year five. We wanted to do something special for our fifth anniversary. Mm-hmm. And we thought, oh, let's go to a million meals because two years prior. So, so I guess to kind of start it out, we'd done 200,000 for a couple years, and then we did 500,000 for a couple years. And then for the fifth year, we said, let's do something bigger. Let's expand up out of atonement. Let's involve the whole community. And let's see if we can pack a million meals. Mm-hmm. Well, God had other plans. <laughs> and that million meals turned into a million and a half, turned into two million, turned into two and a half million by the time we packed wow. that weekend in the middle of a blizzard. Um, that that was that horrible Arctic blast, if you remember the the winter of 2019. That was sort of your well. Yes. Yes. DJ had just came here. I remember it so well because (laughs) I uh, drove up here through a snowstorm, through a blizzard. I was in uh, driving into Iowa and I called a friend of mine who lives there and I said, Hey, I'm in the great state of Iowa. He says, get out. (laughs) (laughs) No doubt. Go back. (laughs) Snowpocalypse has arrived and it basically chased me uh, out into Minnesota, but I'd gotten here and I was here maybe two or three days and then we were starting the, um, the pack and it was amazing. Mm -hmm. At least from my eyes, seeing the church be community, not, not, not a church building, not different churches, but, but the church, capital C church mm-hmm. and the community coming together in such a way to that. That's to me what the church really is. Uh, yeah. And to see it played yeah. out. I mean, people working together to help their neighbor, to love their neighbor. Phenomenal. Yeah. Um, I had a, a background with uh, Feed My Starving Children going back to when I was a pastor in Minnesota about a decade ago. 
And I remember seeing something that really just kind of shook me to the core. Um, It was that these meals um, are being used as medicine in third world countries, just to speak to how insidious malnourishment is and what a blessing having something that is full of vitamins and minerals, what a difference that makes. Mm -hmm. And we took our kids, our confirmation kids, and they got to pack for a couple of hours and... Uh, on Wednesdays, we would serve them a meal yep. like we do here at Atonement. And then uh, and that day, the meal that they got was they got the daily serving yep. of Feed My Starving Children, which is just a small little bowl mm-hmm. of rice and, and these these nutrients that are added in. And that's all the kids got. And to watch that light go off for them mm-hmm. right, what made it that much more meaningful to then go and do this. But then to find out that this meal, which seems like, not much at all, is the nutrition that can save lives in parts of the world that there is more malnourishment than here in the in the United States. Right. So. Yeah. And the event is um, really neat because, it, it, DJ, you just talked about the kids that show up. They are pumped. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. When they kids come so in. so excited. So, and we have actually uh, been partnering with some schools around as well, right, Amy? Right. We partner really with every school in the area. Every high school and middle school has participated in some respects in West Fargo, Fargo, and Moorhead. Um, All of West Fargo High School comes, all like 1,200 of them. Yeah. Uh, Cheyenne Park Christian has been coming, bringing their entire 5th grade through 12th grade every year since that first year. Um, Shanley... And uh, Trinity Elementary upcoming, and this year coming coming into the future, all of uh, John Paul II uh, Catholic school system wants to come. They want to bring everybody. Wow. Uh, uh, every Moorhead Horizon Middle School brings a whole bunch of kids with, through their music departments. Um, the key clubs, uh, uh, all kinds of other leadership organizations from every school, every single school was represented. And to see the difference that it makes in them when they've come repeated years, when the kids are excited to come back and they tell the younger kids, hey, we get to do this, to see the excitement, you know, and those fifth graders when they get to come for the first time. You know, we're not kidding when we say it's a two-part mission with Feed My Starving Children, mm-hmm. that it's not just about this food that goes to, to make such a huge difference in these malnourished kids around the world where, you know, 1,600 kids die a day from hunger. That's a foreign concept for us here in this country to understand or grasp. But it is not just about that it is about feeding the spirit of every local volunteer and we really take it a next step with the local kids to see the light bulb go on in their eyes whether it's a church group whether it's a school group you know and we can reach a lot why we reach out to these public schools is because they need to know that they can make a difference no matter how hard things are at home for them mm-hmm. that they can give two hours of their time and help someone else and that might just be that catalyst that changes something in their life later it really is a two-part mission feeding kids body and spirit yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. it's um it's wonderful and um so for there there may be people listening um it, we've been doing this at atonement since like you said 2015 but there might yeah. be people listening who I uh, have never heard of this before. So what, um, which countries, uh, or, you know, where does the food go to? What sure. Well, the food goes, um, you know, definitely the demand. Haiti is the number one place that it goes. Yep. Uh, a huge need there. Um, Dominican Republic gets a lot. Uh, Nicaragua, those are different places where our Eswatini, Africa, um, the Ukraine, the Philippines, so, and that's just a handful. I mean, you can go on, on Feed My Serving Children's website, fmsc.org, and you can click on their partners and it'll show you all the different countries that they serve in and how many meals have gone there and what partners they work with there, like Convoy of Hope, Food for the Poor, um, Feed the Hungry, the, you know, all of these. They work with, FMSC's plan is to work with an established partner in a country. They don't just take this food and, and give it out and walk away. They work with missionaries and non-governmental organizations to know that if we help provide them this food, it frees up resources for them to provide things like education, um, uh, Christian representation or education that way, health care, mm-hmm. um, job creation. Uh, the partner, um, Heart for Africa and Eswatini Africa, where it's a small, tiny little 
country that's been decimated by AIDS, entire generation gone, what's left are the elderly and the children. Um, they have an orphanage, they have a site where they make, um, they employ uh, people to make beaded crafts that are then sold through Feed My Starving Children and other organizations, and because they get our food, then they're not worrying about how they're going to resource the food. They've also created a farm to raise their own um, food there, and all of this is, is teaching these children through the orphanage and the adults that are remaining and being able to give them a job so they can earn money, so they can have their own food, but in the meantime, the FMS seafood helps fill a need. Yeah. So it's just one example of the way that it works, and and you know, so because some people ask, oh, is this sustainable? Are we just going and giving it out? What are we doing? It's like, no, there's more to the way FMSC does this. They really vet every partner they work with in every country about what the need is. And that doesn't mean they don't serve when there's an urgent need, like Puerto Rico, when, when hurricanes hit. Yes, they provide food, especially through, con they partner very closely with Convoy of Hope and um, are able to provide food for natural disasters and emergencies too. Uh, yeah, you brought it up. Um and people may be wondering, they do a phenomenal job of getting the food where mm -hmm. it's going. Yeah. I can't remember. I, the, it's like 99%. Yeah. It's 99.8% or something. Or 99.1%. It's, and it's and an un, that's only, and, and Mark Crea, the president of FMLC, FMSC, will tell you the same thing. That is only because of God and because of prayer. And prayer is like our number one pillar of our different roles within FMSC, whether you're a volunteer team or or them corporately, um, there's no way. That doesn't make any sense because nobody, nobody's delivery rate is that high, especially when you're talking about traveling the ocean on a boat and getting into a foreign country with, and their customs, mm -hmm. and you don't know what kind of weather or, or political system you might encounter that over 99% is getting to its intended destination, meaning to these people and into their stomachs. That's only because of God. Yeah. Um. Well, how much does it cost? What? Sure. So each meal is 24 cents and each mana pack. So if you've ever been there, we, it's a plastic bag where this, where they scoop the rice and the soy and the vitamins and the veggies into this small little plastic bag. It's kind of slightly bigger than a, than a quart sized Ziploc, right? And each one of those bags is six meals because rice expands. So it's 24. So each one of those is about a dollar and a half. Okay. Um, so we, and we work to raise all the money locally. So when we pack, you know, 2 million meals, that's about $500,000. That is what it costs to fund those meals right here. And when you run a mobile pack, not only do you say, we're going to come up with the volunteers to pack this and, and all the organization, we're going to raise the funds to fund it. Mm -hmm. So it's, it, it's a community effort. It's local, Definitely. The, the raising the money, volunteering, that's uh, right. FMSC just, they We've seen it. They show up with how many semi trucks did they have this year? Do you remember? Uh, I think we had thirteen this year, and the previous year I think we had sixteen. It, wow. Yeah, they just come in mass <laughs> and they bring um, their staff. You know, ten, twelve staff, and they and 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 then they run with us. And because we've been doing it for six years, they're like, "You guys know what you can do." We just <laughs> <laughs> they love coming here because yeah. they get a break. Yeah, even though it's you know January in North Dakota, and they. They joke about that, but <laughs> and, you know, one year it was literally too cold to go outside. Yes, yes, that when was you, crazy. When when I think of like you know, I mean, there's there's a million different things that we can do for the sake of the gospel and for the kingdom and to help our neighbor because of so many needs that people have. And yet, what I find so interesting about uh, feed my starving children and its location is how well the the mission and vision of feed my starving children fits with the identity of North Dakota. Mm. You know, we, we at North Dakota, a big point of, of pride is that we are the breadbasket of the world. And um, what a great event to have a, a city the size of Fargo, Moorhead, West Fargo is what, about 200,000 people getting over. there? Yep. Yep. I like to say 250. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I, I just see this continuing to grow every year as more and more people become aware of it. I mean, how, how many volunteers did... How many volunteers came out last year alone? Yeah, you ready for this? It, last year alone, it was a little over 12,000. 12,000. 12,000. And the year before in the polar vortex was about 14,000. <laughs> it was crazy. Wow. Like, well, and, and you know, with that polar vortex, I mean, wasn't there a full day that was canceled of packing? We lost a whole, basically, like three shifts. Yeah. yeah. We, started, we, came, we were a whole day behind. We had to set up 
when we should have been packing and we just yep. did it. Everybody, it was like a bunch, if you were standing up in the arena, we do this at Shields Arena now, and if you're standing up above, it was like watching a bunch of ants or bees mm-hmm. around in their little hive, you know, working and everybody, it's just a well-oiled machine that, that Feed My Starving Children has created over these years of, of experience and... And then it's the same when the a thousand plus people come in and all in mass down there and and pack. So, so maybe that sort of transitions into what's going to happen. So people, you know, the the million dollar question right now is in the pandemic, what's going to happen mm. in January? And sadly, the beginning of August, we did learn that we will not be able to pack on site here this January 2021. There's just too much risk with the pandemic still going on. Too much unknown. Feed My Starving Children made the hard decision here the beginning of this month to postpone all of their mobile packs through the end of their fiscal year, the end of February 2021. Mm-hmm. That includes ours. Um, but we're excited for 2022. We're already going for the first weekend of February 2022, Super Bowl weekend. Um, and we'll see what God has in store, you know, over $2 million again. But we're not going to let that stop us. Um, there is still need for food. The need is greater than ever. The World Health Organization says we're in the middle of a hunger pandemic, not only related to COVID, but related to some disasters and things that are happening around the world. You know, the, the weather um, and politics does not, hasn't stopped. Mm-hmm. Those natural things haven't stopped. And so, and, and because those unnatural things, unnatural things, <laughs> yes, those unnatural <laughs> things have not sadly stopped, right? So, Right now, FMSE is packing again at their permanent sites, even though they were stopped for a while during the, the quarantine everywhere. Um, so, But able to social distance at those permanent sites. You're able to kind of control the environment a little more than you can coming in to a mobile pack. And then they are also have found a way to machine pack. That is not mm-hmm. a long-term solution. It's not because, again, like I said earlier, the mission is about feeding people body and spirit. We very much want to pack with volunteers. Mm-hmm. But we do not want to leave these partners without food. Again, that hunger pandemic is happening. They get daily calls for needs for food. So normally they would be packing about 31 million meals a month right now. They are getting to where in August and September they'll be packing about 15 million a month. So they're packing about half as much. In June they packed 6 million. um, So there is need for funds still because we raise those funds locally. You know, when you weren't packing for two months, there's not money coming in at events that people donate and when they come to pack, right? So we are continuing to raise awareness. So we're going to have a virtual pack the end of January when we normally would have. We're Stay tuned for more about that. We're going to do something fun. We're also going to participate in Giving Hearts Day 2021, just like we always have. And this year we're going to help share the information about um, Give to the Max Day on November 19th, 2020, which Feed My Starving Children participates in in Minnesota. And we're going to help share that news here. And we're excited about some other events, continuing to engage with our corporate partners and with our school partners, you know, everyone in town. And over 40 churches normally participate in this. So doing some Mm -hmm. fun things between them about ways that we can keep the awareness there and keep raising the funds because the need for the food has not stopped. Just because we can't physically pack here right now doesn't mean we can't provide the way for that to happen. Right. Yeah. Good. So there's plenty still going on with with FMSC. Yeah. to do. Yeah, exactly. I want to go back to um, uh, the event that happened during, what did we call it? Are we calling it Snowmageddon? What was it? <laughs> it, it was, was Snowmageddon. Vortex. Okay. Polar, Polar Vortex, vortex okay, in 2019. That's, a, that's right. Yep. So you said that you lost three shifts. Yeah. How many volunteers are there uh, for packing meals in those three shifts. Right. Well, that we were planning on, I think, about 1,100 volunteers per shift. And how many year. And how many meals did they pack in each of those shifts? Well, each one, uh, two and a half million. We had, we were supposed to have 11 shifts that year. So it'd be like and 200 and, yeah. or 2,500? I, <laughs> right. I can't remember. Carry the one. Hold on. Right. Let me Sarah's got a calculator. Sarah's got her calculator. Like we can't do math in our head anymore. We have phones. <laughs> well, <right? laughs> do, 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 do. Any jokes Ryan to tell while I type in this number? It's a lot of zeros. No, I, I'm like, I want to cut to the punchline, but we can't do that. It'd be <laughs> roughly 227,000. Per shift. Per shift. Yes. Per so. shift. So 750,000, and you yep. made that up 
and exceeded that. Yes. By the end of the event. Yes. That's a God thing. That's mm-hmm. only God. Mm-hmm. Only God. It, you know, we put out a mass appeal for we, you know, whoever, if you want to come, come. And so we were just busting at the seams for some shifts. We had kids doing a conga line around the mezzanine at the Shields Arena because, you know, there was, there was <laughs> we filled the floor. And we were, by the third shift, you know, we, we got done setting up quicker than we thought we were going to. So that in and of itself was a miracle. We set up, to, to back up a step here, one whole day, the day of setup was the day that Minnesota, that everybody said absolutely no travel. All the planes were grounded and everything because it was literally 55 below zero. Mm-hmm. Your face and, hurts when yes. you go outside mm-hmm. at that temperature. And so it wasn't safe for them to even drive from Minneapolis. Okay, a fluke thing. Your that lungs night. hurt when you go outside in that temperature. Yeah, and, and you oh get. Oh my! And if you've you got a, if you've got a beard on, you get sickles in your beard. Oh my! You get you get the beard sickles. Literally, like I think there was no school. They couldn't. Yeah, yeah. like ten seconds outside, you would be get frostbite. It was crazy. Yeah. And so we decided, okay, we're gonna we're gonna just rah rah. So we we um, later that about four o'clock in the afternoon, Dave Gunlug sent our development advisor with FMSC calls me and he says, I'm driving to the airport. They have one seat on a plane to Minneapolis and Delta called me who calls someone <laughs> for a flight. Yeah. One seat. So he got them and he got here. He was the only one that was here. The whole team of like eight people was supposed to be here. And he's like, if I'm here, we can open the trucks and we can start setting up. Mm-hmm. So we rallied our troops, local troops, you know, Ron and his guys and thank heavens for summit site works. Cause here's all these big burly construction guys out here unloading <laughs> stuff and right. Who are well used to this weather. And, and we start setting up at seven, eight in the morning with Dave. Mm -hmm. And so then the rest of the staff then gets here at about 1230 and we're 90% done just with our staff. And so, so they finish and, and do all the paperwork and she comes up to me. So this is, at this point we've missed two shifts and she comes to me. She's like, I think we can do this other shift we'd canceled. Do you think we can call any of them back? So, and I'm like, well, let's see. So we had, a, you know, there was a couple large businesses in there that weren't quite able to rally everybody, but we ended up filling that one about a quarter of the way. Mm-hmm. And they just were rock stars, packed like 50,000 um, in that shift. And it was a good test for us about whether, you know, it's the first time we'd done a pack of this size. And so it was good for just kind of to get the, the, the machine rolling, right? Mm-hmm. And then we start, and then they kind of started coming, you know, thousand people plus a shift and it just started, and we pushed fast and we kept them, you know, 10 minutes over and, and it was chaos. Don't get me wrong. It <laughs> yeah. was like people coming and going and parking was a mess. And, but it's like, we're going to get this goal. And, and Saturday and, and then Dave had to leave to go to a speaking engagement. And he's like, and we were okay at that point. We understood. It's like, you know what, this is God's number. We're going to, whatever it is, you know, we've missed all that, whatever we hit, we hit. Right. Mm-hmm. And, but our goal was still 2 million. Saturday morning, we began to realize this is the pace we're on. We're going to hit this. Uh, you know, Ellen, our, our event planner, she's, kind of, she's like, Amy, I think we're going to hit this. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, how much do we need to push to hit this? She's like, we're just going to keep pushing. And we, we look at each shift and it's like, who's in this shift? Who's done this every four years up to this? You know, who can we push? And it's just crazy. And you just, and, and at 7.03, she comes to me and she's like, we've hit two and a half million and we didn't stop packing. We ended up exceeding it by like, a couple hundred thousand meals because, you know, you don't just stop. (laughs) They keep rolling. And when you're talking 40 stations, they've got, you know, a bunch still on their table. Right. And so you just don't, uh, yeah, at that point you just kind of are a mess. (laughs) Well, and the, the, but the funny thing is people don't want to stop. Yeah. Like if you would say, okay, Hey, Hey, quit, stop, stop. What? 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 It's done. It's already been two hours. No, I don't want to quit. Yeah. You just don't want to leave. Yeah. God's always training us for our next season, right? right. It was uh, it was neat for me to get to know Amy a little bit over the last two years because two years ago, in the midst of all that chaos, she was like a hummingbird around the Shields <laughs> Arena. I mean, just just everywhere. You, you wherever you walked, you're like, oh, there's Amy again. DJ got quite the baptism by fire. Yeah, yeah. But then this last year, there was a better plan of of a big rollout like that. Yeah. And she was just cool as a cucumber. Just, yep. oh, we got this piece of cake. You know, just, just uh, imbuing confidence in all the different uh, pieces that were going forward. So Amy, Amy, really uh, uh, a big thank you to her and her leadership and everything that she's done, especially at this point to get it to this level. Yeah. Um, and then to empower others to 
you know, do their part and, and really get their full potential out of, out of this, this wonderful event. Yeah. Thanks. So, and it's, and I should, to, to tie into that, it is not, it is far from just me. There's yep. seven teams that make this up and we have, you know, 15 to 20 people on our leadership team that make this go. I, you know, Seth Morgan, Ron Stensgaard, Chris Saylor, Michelle Groth, uh, Chris Haugen. These are people that are out working, leading teams of their own to make this stuff happen um, without them. And we have some pretty amazing partners in in Bell Bank and West Fargo Public School. Um, and, and First Lutheran Church has been a key partner with us all of this time. So we do not do this alone. I do not do this alone. God just gives each one of us gifts, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, he's cut, this is where it's, it's led me to, and here we are. We're just following his plan. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I was actually going to ask that question, how many people? So you said between 15 and 20 yep. that you have. On the leadership team, yeah. On the leadership team. So um, how do people get involved, or what you can bet. they do to help, other, th- other than obviously financial or coming to PAC? Is, there's right. a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff. There is, you know, because from from communicating with the schools to raising funds to promoting radio, social media, um, we provide hospitality during the event, prayer, always, you know, communicating with your own church. Communi- you know, when you're talking about 40 churches and, and, and 20 schools and plus the colleges and, you know, 50 businesses, that takes a lot of people to communicate with all of that. Mm-hmm. So ways they can get connected they can reach out to me directly here at Atonement at aokasin at atonementfargo.org. That's my email. Or they can certainly call the church anytime, and um, they'll put you through to my voicemail. That's 237-9651, so 701-237-9651. And I would be happy to visit with them and learn what avenue of the team might be best for them or what they might be interested in helping with. And maybe that means you want to know, hey, how can I – work with my Lions Club to help you? Or how can I work with my church in the, in the small town where I live to help feed kids? You know, and we have a whole list of ways that organizations, big and small, can partner together um, to join us. And, and you can learn more. You can give more. You can create your own fundraising team by going to fmsc.org slash Fargo. So that's FMSC for Feed My Starving Children dot org slash Fargo and right there there's, there's more details there um, and we're in the process of of adding some more information to that website we also have a Facebook page uh, feed my starving children Fargo right Sarah do I have mm-hmm. that right yep Sarah <laughs> I should say I have to give a huge thanks to Sarah she's our communications director here and does pretty much all of the communications for feed my starving children too so we are in a world of hurt without her <laughs> and um, and we do have Instagram. Yes. So which handle is it for Instagram? I can't remember. FMSC underscore Fargo. So, so. so you can find us on all the social media and you can reach out, direct message that way, or mm-hmm. call Atonement Lutheran Church and ask for Amy. Mm-hmm. And that's probably the best ways to be able to get connected with the team. With the team here in town. And if they want to, if they live somewhere else, they can just go to fmsc.org and Yes, there's ways to respond to express interest there mm-hmm. or look and see if there's a mobile pack in your area. You know, right. There's several in North Dakota and Minnesota, or if you're near a permanent site, there's all kinds of ways to get connected. Cool. So you talked about some of the things that we can do since we're not packing next year. Um, what other ways, are there any other ways that, that we can help during this time? I mean, um, going to the cities load a bus and go to the cities or you sure to, to pack down there. So if you want to pack, if what you want to do is volunteer and give time to your pack, they are Coon Rapids, Egan, and uh, uh, Shoreview, I think if I got that right, um, have permanent packing sites. And they are, they're taking in groups of five. So, you know, if you have 20 people that want to go, just sign up through four, four groups of five, right? Mm-hmm. And because you won't be socially, de- in your group of five, you'll be a little closer than the six feet, but... Other than they're keeping each packing station the, the social distance apart. Um, so that's why they're saying try to get a group of five that you're comfortable serving next to with. Because anybody that's been in a packing 
knows that you know you're standing right next to everyone as you're scooping and bagging oh, yeah. and mm-hmm. and sealing and stuff, right? There's not a whole lot of social distancing. No, <laughs> <going on. laughs> yeah. but they do have you know we're wearing masks. We're still wearing hair nets like we always do. Uh, masks, gloves, hand washing, temperature checks, all of the the um, precautions that we've come to learn through through this pandemic. They are taking. Um, mm-hmm. to make sure that the food is safe and that everybody who's volunteering is safe. Right. So that's one way. You can go to a permanent site either. So for those of us that live near the, so in, there's permanent sites in Minneapolis, in Mesa, Arizona, in Richardson, Texas, and in Chicago, Illinois. And you can find all of those at fmsc.org. And you can volunteer. You can sign right up online and drive yourself or however you want to get there and go pack. Mm-hmm. So that's one way. Um, a second way is to, Give, of course, and you can do that. You can give directly um, on fmsc.org or through fmsc.org slash Fargo. Okay, we're all of the money that we raise right now up through what would have been our January 2021 pack is going to go for current needs. And after that, we're going to establish fundraising for 2022. I really liked how you talked yeah. about this um, the previous year because I think it, it gets a little confusing for people yeah. as to, you know, what what are we paying for? Are we paying for the shipping? What are we... And I like how you talked about that. No, it's the grocery bill. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so it's not just packing it and preparing it. Uh, the cost for um, the, the ingredients, the goodies yeah. themselves. That's what we're paying for. Has to be paid for somewhere. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like the, the, yeah, the rice, the soy, the vitamins and the veggies and, and, you know, and the staff that come to help us, like that's what the, that's what that 24 cents a meal is paying for. And to know, I mean, and that's crazy low too. Mm-hmm. And ninety-eight percent of every donation you gives goes to the cost of food. Well, and I think that's important to administrative for, for people to think. Yeah. You know, wow, they they were able to do two and a half, and it sounded like they had enough gumption to go further. What limits us being able yes. to pack is the cost of the material. Yes, mm-hmm. and so it's matching the grocery bill with the effort to pack and send. Right. Correct. Um, and so it's, it's it, for anyone wondering, well, what, why is there a limit? That's why, uh, when packing, when, when we hit our goal, uh, we can't afford to se- to pay for any more yes. stuff. That's, that's all, that's all we got. Right. Is that, is that accurate? No, way that's completely about? accurate. We are only limited. The desire to volunteer in the Fargo, Moorhead, West Fargo area exceeds <laughs> what we have, um, time for. Mm-hmm. So there is no lack of that, but we have to pay for those meals. It comes with a grocery bill. You know, you don't go get groceries without paying for it. Um, same here, 24 cents a meal. Two million times 24 cents is 500,000. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, we've been Which is way better than Aldi. It's oh, way yes. better than <laughs> Costco, Costco or Sam's Club. <laughs> crazy, you know. And so <laughs> that's why we want to, we just want to move forward and whatever God, again, God had a plan for what happened mm-hmm. these last two years for 2 million plus each time. We believe he has a plan for how much we're supposed to pack here. And based, again, on that population, if just 13% of the 236,000 that the 2015 census says we have (laughs) (laughs) gave $22, we would exceed our limit. Mm. We would exceed that $500,000. We would pay for, and that's not even a limit, I should say. We would pay our goal. We would cover the $500,000. So can you imagine Gosh, if, I'm trying if to think. 26% we could double, we could do 5 million meals. I mean, and we have the ability to do it. I'm we trying ha- to think of anything that I spend like 22 bucks a month right. on. That would be like. And it's not even a month. A 20, if that yeah. percent gave $22 one time. Oh, exactly. And, 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 so and, and, right. and what like are you spending? Year. Right. What, what is that? Like four cups of coffee at Starbucks? Exactly. Yeah. Give up for or, or or eating out. I mean, I know what it costs just when I go have lunch, you know, if I eat out and don't bring my, you know, if I brought a turkey sandwich from home twice a month, yeah. I would have yeah. the $22. Yeah. And um, so that's an, so another way that people can help. That's something we're in the process of establishing right now is a monthly hope provider right here in Fargo that you can give to um, possibly partnering with giving hearts Day and the impact foundation to make that happen. And, and again, $22 a month then is $264 a year. So when you do the math, that's 1,110 meals is what that comes out to. Wow. And then you divide that by 365. That's three kids, one meal a day for an entire year. Wow. Oh. Where can you feed three kids for an entire year 
for $264. And so that's what, because we believe that the Fargo-Moorhead. That's less than my Costco bill per month. (laughs) Oh, oh, I know. I spend more than that when I go one time to cut. I have have a 15-year-old football player. Okay. (laughs) I'll trade grocery bills. Yeah, that's cheap. I'll take that one. (laughs) And, um, you know, we believe that this community has a heart for this. Mm -hmm. And when you break it down that way, that it's doable. We have amazing corporate partners that, that give huge amounts of money to, and, and again, huge shout out to JDP electric, um, who have been a repeat, um, uh, uh, sponsor and, and, and again, and have stepped up and said, we're still going to give you money for 2021 because we believe in this mission. Mm. And so, it's happening, folks, even though we cannot pack. We, they still, so what do they need? They need prayers, and you can invite everyone you know, your church, your small group, your friends and family to pray, to pray for the need around the world and to pray for the ability to pack. And then you can give, and you can sign up to pack. And if you can't travel to a packing site, you can sign up for 2022. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, but yeah, pray, give, impact mm-hmm. so what what last year one of our teams said uh, uh pray pack and pay <laughs> the three yeah. keys and uh those things still stand yeah and we're still very happy to whole, to whole new to meaning that. to the ppp loan yep. yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> pray pack and pay yeah <laughs> well amy you do great work uh the whole team does great work but uh we can those of us who are here can see it when you Thank when you walk around um God has plans for us, so we don't always know what they are, but here, but he finds us and yeah. equips us. <laughs> yeah, exactly, Absolutely. exactly. Um, we have a little bit of time, and I, I told you that I'd probably ask you this. Uh, yeah. I didn't know how much time we would have, but would you mind sharing your faith story with us? Sure, I'd be happy to. Where do you want me to start? <laughs> like, how much time you <laughs> how have? How much time are we talking <laughs> about here? here. <laughs> um do we have to reschedule you back on? <laughs> we'll, we'll try to keep it um, succinct, kind of. But uh, I, well, you, as, as Ryan mentioned, I am full-time staff here at Atonement as the Director of Serving Ministry. And how that, so I'm blessed that that amounts to being kind of the Executive Director for the Fargo Mobile Pack, um, is that they pay me to work with volunteers inside and outside serving through atonement, and that includes Feed My Starving Children. It includes every volunteer we need for Sunday. It includes serving at the Great Plains Food Bank um, or with youth, uh, Red River Youth for Christ and just working with first impressions also in the building. Um, so I get to do fun things like decorating. And, and that was a long time um, I'm coming. So I was raised in the Lutheran Church, but we probably didn't go to worship every Sunday. We were we were some of that family that they took you to Sunday school and they dumped you off and they came back and they picked you up, right? Mm-hmm. And so I was I went through Sunday school from third from three years old on, and I and I was confirmed in tenth grade and, and and all of that. And I went to a youth gathering I think before my junior year, and and I remember then kind of hearing God calling, but that was so foreign to me because I thought, oh, I'm supposed to go work in agriculture. I grew up on a farm. I I was very involved in 4-H and FFA, and I thought that was what I was supposed to do. Mm -hmm. And that's what I was planning to go to college to. So I didn't really, well, I didn't, not really, I didn't heed that call at all because it was a foreign thing to me, but it was still there in the back of my mind. And then you go off to college and you stray away as an adult a little bit and and did some wild and, and crazy things in college that I shouldn't have done. And, and then we got married um, to my amazing husband, Rod, and we moved to Kansas. And uh, we lived in Kansas for 13 years. And there, um, grew, finished my degree in, in agricultural economics there and continued to work in the ag industry for farm equipment dealer for 13 years. And um, loved that. Thought that was my calling. But always in the back of my mind was just like, I'm not really fulfilled. And we got connected back with the church, had our two children in Kansas. And in between my two children, I um, became involved with a, a uh, home-based business. And there, and God started moving people into my life that were strong Christians and had Bible study. So for the first time in my life as a, as a 30-year-old was going to Bible study. And, and, he, 
and it's not, I believe this with all of my heart, that that's where he speaks through his word and when you're listening. He's always there with you, walking with you and helping you in worship. But when you are in his word, that's where he speaks to you. Mm-hmm. And, and I started to finally listen. And so I left this job that I thought was supposed to be it for me forever in between my children and, and worked this home-based business for a while. And then 2008 and economy and crazy things happened. And my husband was working kind of furloughed part of the time and um, went back to work. Then uh, uh, so I sold cell phones, believe it or not. It's 30 something right in the merge of when all of the smartphones were coming and all of that kind of <laughs> thing. Right. And you think, oh my gosh, that would take you off on this course. But this company that I worked for was an independent and again, Christian people. So then here again is God leading you down this path, you know, that you think. So, uh, again, part, you know, Bible studies through with them and still with and, and open to things. And then uh, job change, we moved to Fargo. And and I thought, okay, we're going to flip-flop. Now my husband's job is going to kind of be the main provider, and I'm going to make sure that I worry about my kids and, and went and took something that was going to allow me to focus on my kids. And wonderful company I worked for, but hated every minute of it because it was, I was just doing it just to take a paycheck. Right. Was that the cell phone company? No, no. Oh. The cell phone company actually like, cause that was working with people. There's, oh, a, okay. there's a theme here. I'm working thinking, with people. Around, <laughs> anyway. and that was, was that around 2008? Yes. So was that, so that was like eight to 11. W- were iPhones out then or was it, was it razors? Remember so, the razor flip well, phones? It, it was in the transition from the okay. razors to like, and it was, it was, and, and I, and, and it was, they didn't, the company I worked for didn't have iPhones. That, because okay. remember, if you remember when iPhones first came out, there was only certain providers. Right. It, right? Mm-hmm. right. And so, um, but they had like a lot of Motorola's and, and Samsung's sure. and, all, and all the Android ones. So I'm just, I'm just we learned, re- recollecting yeah. like the late 2000s, that was the flip, the flip phone oh, yeah. era, right? Oh, totally yeah. about the Razor. And, <laughs> so cool. And, and, then, and that was in the advent too of the smartphone car or the computer cards. You remember that? The, when you yes. had that card, you'd plug into your laptop and you could take it with you, you know, before your phone became the hotspot. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So, yeah. So, um, <laughs> and now those of you that know me now know that I am not the techie person, right? So I came here, so I learned, uh, I worked for someone that was a great company, but I, I was miserable and then started working part-time here at the church and children's ministry on top of that other job to supplement income. Mm-hmm. And, um, a- and through that, again, God kept opening my eyes. And, my, and so here, we started worshiping here right away in 2011 when I came and to be here. And, and with my kids, you know, we're early elementary at that time. And... And then he just kind of kept speaking. He's like, hey, think about this. And then this role to work with volunteers opened up. And I'm like, hey, I think I'm interested in this. And, and I kept kind of like, hey, if, if you decide to go this route, you know, I think I'm interested. And, and so I applied and took the job. And then it's just been this growth thing ever since, you know, jumped right in with FMSC at that time. And um, Sarah and I have gone to some conferences and at, at about first impressions and, and, um, and hospitality and got, and through that, he just kind of kept, then that, that remember how I talked about how I heard him kind of whispering something when I was in high school, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, plus we're not going to say how long <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, uh, it started. He's like, Hey, remember that part when I told you, maybe you should think about being a pastor. So that has come back. And so in the last two years, I've done a lot of thinking about that. And, and so now here this fall, just this fall, I am also starting seminary with the Master's Institute um, online seminary through Minneapolis uh, to just, I don't know where God's, what, what God's plan for that is in the end, because those who know me, and as you can tell from what we're talking about, I'm very much a type A, very much a detail person. <laughs> um, to know, I'm like, all right, God, I'm following what you are calling me to do. I don't know what your end plan is here for this, but I'm following what you're calling me to. And so continuing to work time, full-time and do these things and do school um, as much full-time as I can with school. So uh, we're just excited, and that's kind of finally him bring sometimes. So I, I just want to encourage people that when you feel like you spent 20 years wandering in the wilderness, that you can still come back to what mm-hmm. he calls you to when, when you stop and take that time with him to listen to what he is calling you too, and you're going to be afraid, and you're going to rebel, and that's totally what I did. Um, for you know, even after I came to work here, I'm like, "What? You want me? To? No, I'm I'm 
I have two kids in high school and I'm 40 years old. No, <laughs> you're nuts. <laughs> and and then he responds to God. What? 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 No. what? And then he starts <laughs> me. Sending, and then he decides he's going to start sending other people to, to, Hey, are you thinking about this? And I'm like, Oh, okay. God, yeah. <laughs> he'll, he'll put you where you want, yeah. where he wants you. Exactly. One way or another. <laughs> so, yeah. So we're excited about that and we're, you know, kind of fulfilling, I think what he's a plan that, I, that took a long time to get there, but yeah. Yeah, and continuing to where I, I have this huge heart, yeah, for for just for loving his people, for loving God and loving people. That's what we do at Atonement and and feed my starving children feels into that and 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 completing seminary and hopefully one day becoming a pastor is is part of that calling too. Good stuff. Well, thank you for sharing that. Yeah. And thanks mm-hmm. for coming on. Mm-hmm. You're um, welcome. I loved it. It's fun. Yeah. <laughs> We try. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> You're a fun crew. I heard you have sound effects. We do, do have do some. No, some hey, sound whoa, 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 whoa. It's not we. Oh. DJ has sound, sound effects. effects. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Show me the money. Ah, <laughs> oh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> that one sounds like Looney Tunes. Oh, well, thank you again for coming on mm-hmm. and uh, for all that you do for FMSC and for Atonement and our volunteers and everything. We appreciate it. Well, thank you for letting me share about Feed My Starving Children and this mission. Yeah. So um, that is all we have. DJ, would you like to pray us out? Sure, I'll pray. Okay. Gracious God, thank you for this conversation today. And thank you for... Um, Amy and what she shared with us, the opportunity for all of us to get involved with Feed My Starving Children. Uh, She couldn't see it because we're all um, social distancing and wearing masks, but as she shared her story of of her faith, I just had a big grin on my face. Mm -hmm. She was feeling, uh, uh, you were using her words to fill my heart with faith. And So, Lord, bless us as we go this way. Bless everyone who has heard this message today that they may know how much you love them and that you are with them wherever they are. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 All right. Thank you all for joining us today. Uh, Make sure to come back again next week when we have another special guest who is going to be talking about mission trips and homelessness. So that is going to be exciting. Uh, And don't forget, you can uh, find us every Sunday morning live on YouTube, atonementfargo.org or atonement.live for worship service. If you're looking for a place to worship, we have them at 9 and at 1030 or anytime on YouTube by searching Atonement Fargo. And so for Sarah DeYoung, Pastor DJ Lura, and Amy Okeson, I'm Ryan Jenke. And please meet us back here next week for another episode of That Podcast. <laughs>